Hey freelancers, are you taking full advantage of the home office deduction? Hi, this is Alex Lynch, and I help freelancers earning six figures or more optimize their finances all in the amount of time it takes to enjoy a cup of coffee. For additional resources on this subject and others important to freelancers, please check out our website, FreelanceFinanceFix.com. The home office deduction is an area where you get a special benefit as a freelancer. Unlike your fellow W-2 employees with day jobs who don't have access to this deduction, it can save you a ton of money come tax time. And after reviewing a bunch of tax returns after this most recent tax season, I can tell you with certainty that many of you out there are not taking full advantage of the home office deduction. And furthermore, a ton of you are calculating the deduction wrong. In this episode, I'm going to talk about what the home office deduction is how it's defined, why we're talking about it now, and another way to determine the business use percentage of your home that is not commonly known. Now, several of you out there may think the home office deduction is rather straightforward and you've been doing it correctly for years. This is rarely the case and it is a lot trickier than you might think. And truly defining what is personal versus business use is not a straightforward matter either. First, what is the home office deduction? It is the ability you may have as a business owner and non-W-2 employee to deduct a portion of your home expenses off of your taxable business revenue. It is where, based on a certain calculation, you are able to allocate a share of some of your home expenses like utilities, repairs, mortgage interest, homeowner's insurance, your property taxes, and several other expenses related to your home against your business's income. For example, if your business represents 20% of the business use of your home and your total utility bills that are deductible were some $10,000, then you could potentially deduct some $2,000 against your business's revenue. Now, what exactly constitutes a business use area in the home? The IRS has a few key phrases used to define this. Is the area of your home exclusive and regularly used as a main place where you conduct business. The wording exclusive and regular use are ones we are going to refer back to several times. The other key test, is it the primary place where you conduct business? Another potentially confusing set of words. Now, what exactly constitutes the exclusive and regular use for your business? This is where things get murky. And in the following episode, I'm going to answer a few additional questions I commonly get, like does having a bed in my home office exclude me from the deduction? Back to this episode. The first thing you need to do is pull up IRS Form 8829. That is the form you used or will use when you report your home office deductions. 
By default, on the IRS form, it leads you to calculate a gross square footage in determining the business use of your home. What the default calculation leads you to do is to measure the square footage of your home office and divide it against the total square footage of your home. It is commonly called the gross square footage calculation, and it is what I see most people using. As again, from the IRS form 8829, titled Expenses for Business Use of Your Home, it leads many to think that it is the only way you can calculate the business use percentage of your home. However, it is not the only way you can do that calculation. There are several other ways you can perform a business use calculation. My favorite, and potentially the most simple of them all, is where you simply total up the number of bedrooms or rooms in your house and divide it by the number of rooms used exclusively for your business. So if you had a total of four rooms in your house and one room is used for your office, then you would have a business use percentage of 25%. The ability to use this strategy is even detailed in IRS Publication 587 on the business use of your home. I recently reread the publication dated February 15th, 2023, and on the bottom of page 9, it specifically includes this definition where if the rooms are all about the same size in your house, you can divide the number of rooms used by your business by the total number in your home. So this is a methodology that's even specifically mentioned by the IRS as an alternative way for you to calculate your deduction. And if the percentage of your home under this calculation is higher than the gross square footage one, you want to start using it. As even a few extra percentage points higher here could result in massive tax savings as potentially you'll be living in the same place for many, many years. And that's a tax saving year after year after year. Now you may have picked up on the wording where it spells out that if the rooms are all about the same size, you can use this methodology. Defining how you figure if a room is roughly the same size or not, and how flexible that is, is where things can get again a bit murkier, and does leave some room for interpretation. As likely the room you sleep in, your primary bedroom, is likely the largest of all the rooms in the house, and your office may be the smallest of the rooms in your house, But by how big of a degree, I don't live in your house, so I don't know exactly. So if you are going to use this one calculation, do make sure you are able to potentially answer an auditor with a straight face about the calculation relative to the other size of the rooms in your house. The real beauty of this strategy is that if your home has a ton of non-usable square footage like hallways, foyers, staircases, etc., it can really make the business use percentage significantly higher than using the gross square footage calculation. And it is an extremely commonly used methodology for calculating the home office deduction. Now, further on that IRS publication 587, it specifically states that you can use any reasonable method to determine the business percentage of your home. Another common one is the net square footage or usable square footage of your home calculation. This is one you'll probably want to run by a tax preparer or tax professional, along with all of the other ones as a gentle reminder that this podcast is for educational information and may not be representative or applicable to your personal situation. So please verify things for yourself. What does the usable square footage calculation mean? 
It is one where we get to exclude areas in our home that are not functional, like our hallways, closets, foyers, staircases, utility rooms, garages, bathrooms, and so forth. It is a common method used in the real estate industry. So if your house has a ton of non-usable square footage, it may help that calculation save you some extra tax money. But this is again one you probably want to run by a tax professional, as it is not as quite explicitly stated by the IRS as an acceptable method. The key point is this. Information articles on the internet, your tax preparer, tax professional, or your financial advisor probably does not know the shape of your house, how functional all the square footage is, and how many bedrooms you have. This is an area where you have to do some legwork so that you can get the maximum tax savings year after year on the home office deduction. As depending on the unique features of your house and its layout and number of bedrooms and how you use it for your business can all change which calculation is ideal in calculating the business use percentage. In next episode, I'm going to talk some more about defining the areas used by your business. How are hallways and bathrooms considered in that square footage calculation? And please remember, this can be a heavily scrutinized area by the IRS. So please make sure to keep accurate records and run your questions and information by a tax professional or expert and do your homework on the ins and outs as it applies to your situation and business. The fix is in. There are multiple ways to compute the home office deduction. If you have never dove in farther into this calculation, it can be a worthwhile use of your time, particularly if you plan to stay in your residence for a multi-year period and getting the highest deduction year after year can put extra money in your pocket. So please pull your IRS form 8829 that you filed with your taxes and see what method you use, compare it to some other alternatives out there as well, and see if you can save some more money on your taxes. And thank you for joining me on another episode of the Freelance Finance Fix. Please check out our website, FreelanceFinanceFix.com, for more information, blog posts on this subject, and others important to freelancers. And stay tuned for next episode, where we dive even further into the home office deduction. Before you go, one thing you should know, this isn't legal tax or investment advice, it's just a show, cause tax laws are tricky, and investments complex, get professional advice, do more research, so you'll never Seriously, this isn't tax, legal, or investing advice.